Well, good Friday morning, everybody. It's the 28th of May, and today's truth number four, your Heavenly Father has always and will always love you. You know, it never ceases to amaze me when I realize that so many of us question the love of God. I know why that is the case. It's a natural result of our shame and our guilt because of our continuing in sexual sin. We feel we're not worthy of his love. And you know what? We're right. We're not worthy of his love. But he loves us anyway. We've broken so many promises. We've gone back on our word so many times. And despite our sincerity, we end up doing what we hate and then hating ourselves for doing it. Here's the problem that many of us either do not understand or choose to not believe. Porn and sexual sin is extremely addictive. Somewhere in our youth, we were exposed to porn, usually around puberty, and man, did it ever look good and feel good. It stimulates our brains by releasing chemicals that are as powerful as morphine. It releases testosterone, and we feel a surge of energy. And if we're part of the Christian community, the fact that it is forbidden and taboo only heightens the rush. Then somewhere along the line, something even more crazy happens. Our feelings of pleasure go through the roof, unlike anything we've ever felt before. Our entire body is awash with pleasure, and we start getting an erection. We may not have ever had an erection before. And gosh, who knew that our penis could become so big and so alive when suddenly From somewhere in our inner being, an eruption begins, and like a volcano blowing up for the very first time, suddenly there's hot lava all over the place. And immediately, we want to do it again. The only problem is our Christian culture tells us that this is something wrong. This is something bad, and we must never do it again. And we think, you got to be kidding me. That was the greatest thing I've ever felt in my life, and it's wrong, and it's bad, never again. And so the process of shame and guilt begins as we crave doing this over and over again. But believing that God hates sexual sin, and soon we're convinced that he's going to hate us as well. I mean, if one of our friends promised us that they would never punch us in the face ever again, but then proceed to punch us in the face every time we see one another, I don't think that friendship would continue. We would conclude that that person is not our friend, but is an enemy, and we need to avoid them at all costs. This continuing battle with sexual sin is like that. I mean, we we love it and we hate it. We want it and use it 
because it really is the easiest, fastest, and best way to make us feel good for a few minutes or hours for free. And the problem is a little is never, ever enough. We want more frequency and more variety. And because of that, the more addicted we become. Surely, we believe, we must be the worst sinner on the planet. Broken promises to God and our loved ones, hatred and self-loathing deepen, and we become convinced that God could never continue to love us. Well, welcome to rock bottom. And while you're there, if you look around, you'll see my initials carved into the wall several times. Despite all we have thought, said, and done, why should I believe that God could still love me? Well, let's look at just one verse today, for starters. You may know it by heart. It's Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So listen, my friends. This is perhaps the greatest truth in all the world and for all of eternity. God chose you before the creation of the world, Ephesians 1 tells us, and in love, he predestined you to be adopted as one of his children, knowing full well every single thought, word, and deed you would ever commit. Listen, he did not save you thinking you would be good. He saved you, he saved us, in order that he can make us better. His love so moved him that he chose to adopt you into his eternal family. He's never shocked or surprised by our continuing failures. His love for us is unconditional. And that means his love for you never has been, never is, nor ever will be based on your ability to make yourself worthy of sonship. Salvation is by grace alone and is never based on our works or our goodness, and it's in spite of our failures. So imagine with me for a minute this scenario. You are standing in front of God the Father, not only before you were born, but before he even created the universe, or the Son created the universe. And you have a full awareness of what your sexual addiction is going to do in your life. You know it, and God knows it, and you drop your head, but you hear him say, Listen, I know and I see everything you will ever think, do, and speak. What you do in your life is not going to make you any more or less acceptable to me. Your sins will be completely forgiven because my Son, the Lord Jesus, 
is going to die for you. He's going to die in your place. And his death is going to pay the penalty for all of your sins. When you do sin, well, I'll discipline you like any loving father should, but I will never stop loving you, and absolutely nothing can separate you from my love. Listen, your sins will never change the eternal fact that I chose to adopt you as one of my children. I've created you. I've chosen you. I've adopted you. And I will seal you with my Holy Spirit on the day you believe. And he will be my guarantee that you will spend eternity with me enjoying the inheritance that I have for you. Now, each of those thoughts in that scenario, as we used our imagination, each of those ideas are straight from the Bible. They're straight from the lips of God. I know the massive extent of the sins I've committed over the 57 years since I first saw pornography. I know the depths of depravity to which I fell and my addiction to porn and sexual sin went out of control between 96 and 2005. I've suffered the pain and anguish over what I did, and especially what I've put my family through. However, I can't change the past, but I can do what God wants me to do today. Never has my father stopped loving me, and never has your father stopped loving you. We share the same dad. The complete list of all our sins has been nailed to the cross, and the blood of Jesus has purchased our forgiveness and continues to cleanse us from all our sins as we walk in the light and have fellowship with one another. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. Absolutely nothing can separate us from the love of God. Have a great day in the Lord. Take care. Goodbye.